catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome everybody into Believe in Chargers and I'm telling you right now it's time to believe the calendars have turned. It is August and we are days, hours, minutes away from preseason football. But before that, we got to talk about training camp, everything going Chargers. Number 41, Low, how you been, man? It's time for Chargers football. It, it's picking up, man. It's picking up. Definitely picking up. One word, baby. Legendary. Absolutely legendary. The storm is upon us, and it is almost here. I can just feel it. You know, you you, you wake up in the morning, you know, Borna, and you just you smell that green grass. You know, you wake up, and you go in the mm. backyard, or you just go out, and you're like, man, it's football. You turn on ESPN, NFL Network, it's football. This one signed, that one signed, trades being had, all this stuff, and you're like, Man, it's already here, and it's exciting, man. So I'm so excited about it. No doubt about it, because I even in our daily lives, you talk about it with buddies and chatting around. You live in your life, but when there's no football, it feels like there's something empty, right? Sure. There's, there's, there's something empty. There's nothing like waking up on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. watching the pregame show and not leaving your couch till 9 p.m. when Sunday night football's done. So it's uh, it, it's going to be an exciting ride, and, and the beauty – of football and the beauty of sport is that every team starts at the same place every calendar year and you right. see who emerges you see who crashes and that's the beauty of the unpredictability of football so i no mean question. before we get into it what are you looking forward to most of just the the entire nfl season so far yeah i tell you man i'm, I'm looking believe it or not i can't believe in my old days i'm starting to change i'm going i'm more quarterback i'm like man i'm like I want to see this quarterback. You know, the quarterback, Justin Herbert, you look at Cincinnati with two young young whippersnappers, look at around the league, Mahomes. You think about this guy's Brady on his way out, and you're thinking, man, Big Ben retired. But you look at the plethora of young quarterbacks. No I can honestly say, man, I'm excited about the quarterback position, but I'm just excited right now. Borna, I think you the same way. You talked about it earlier. It's just the water cooler talk. Look, when you're out and out and uh, hanging out with the buddies at a bar, whatever you may be doing right now, it's about your team. It's so many people are optimistic about how good their team's going to be. And then you have the doom and gloom. Some people are like, man, you know, it's the same old Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. And you're like, I'm like, man, they haven't even started yet. You know, yeah. it's just, so that's what's always fun, like you said, because there are so many teams and so many fans out there no that doubt. are so excited, uh, like you said, because everyone's got a clean slate. And before we get started, everybody, we want to shout out our sponsor, betonline.ag. Remember, it's the fastest, it's the easiest way to wage on all your favorite sports. And I'm telling you, the hottest time of the betting era begins when the clock turns to September. It's football time. You got your parlays. You got your teasers. I, I'm personally a big fan of a three-team special teaser. I'm automatic with it. Remember, head to BetOnline today. Use or use your mobile device to join. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts Well, i'll tell you I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be touching a lot on the on the chargers a bit this year man because uh it's exciting times to be a charger fan and, and how are you going well, say, say Barney, when you get them say if you go on bet online you think about throwing some bets but the chargers the spread the the, the point over and under is going to be probably what is 
50? You think they're going to be the, the, the over 50? How many times is going to be over 50? How do you, where do you go? Do you go point spread or do you like more of the, of the over under? I mean, we're, I'm not a big over under guy. I'm more of a point spread. I like teasers because it adjusts the point spread. But we're not just talking about Keenan and Mike and Eckler anymore. We're going to talk about Josh Palmer in this episode and his recent emergence of the Chargers. If if he's another weapon for Jay Herbo, we're going to hammer the over. We're going to hammer the over. <laughs> Anyways, let's let 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 let's dial it in right now and talk some serious ball here. I think we've had about two weeks of training camp so far. There's been trials and tribulations just with all 32 NFL teams. You mentioned the word optimism. I want to go back to that and talking about the Derwin James contract situation because that's kind of the biggest pillar so far left in Chargers camp, right? Here's Derwin James. He's mature. There's oftentimes you see, and I'm sure you've seen it in your playing career, where there would be a contract dispute and the player wouldn't even report to camp, right? Derwin's right. being the mature leader in which he is reporting to camp. Although he's not playing, although he's not suiting up, he's being mentally present which shows a little of a maturation level. Listen, he's the unequivocal, unquestioned vocal leader, the heartbeat of this Chargers defense, and he's continued to hold in at training camp as he seeks a new contract. It's lasted nine practices. The team has encouraged to reach a resolution. What is it like in the atmosphere and in training camp if you're a guy like Derwin James and you're reporting in but you're not playing? And how do these contract disputes affect a locker room, a team, and how long is too long for this hold-in to continue? Well, I think you hit some great points. I think one, Borna, when you're talking about here's a guy that's showing up, he's there. Even though he's not necessarily practicing on the field, you miss that because on the field, it's about timing. It's about, you know, getting your fits and your reads. Even though he's a veteran player, he's playing with some other guys, being with Cleo Mack. Okay, when he comes down and comes in the box, how are they going to spill it? Him and Cleo Mack, what are they going to talk about? So you are missing something, but he's a veteran guy and not really worried about that. I think that you're talking about the spillover. Does it affect? I don't think it's going to affect this team as bad because here's a guy that's there. He's not, you know, when you're not there and you're not present, oh, what is he doing? What's Derwin doing? Is he thinking about wanting to get traded? What's going on? He has no intentions of that. You see that, and that's what makes it a little bit more unique and more friendlier for the Chargers. Here's a young man just trying to protect himself. Here's a man that understood he outplayed his contract. He's in his fourth year. He understands that you see what all around the league guys are getting paid. He just wants to get what's due to him. And uh, you've seen how San Francisco, big talk, Debo, what happened? They showed Debo the money. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but that Debo Samuel contract, woo I, 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 I know his agent. I know his agent, and I know his agent was uh, very happy about that one. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I think you're starting to see the the the, the receiver market just absolutely exploding, and uh, you know, good for Debo. He earned yeah. it, um, yeah. and and it was a contract year at a at a perfect time. You know, sometimes you'll see these guys you know, perform very well in a year before contract year, and then it's contract year, and it's just unfortunate timing, and they don't play well, right? So right. to perform well in your contract year doesn't really get much better than that as a professional athlete. Anyways, we go to Derwin James. That's, you know, the, the pro is he's there. The con is that he's not locked up yet, and without Derwin James, this defense is significantly different, and the Chargers' Super Bowl aspirations likely take a significant hit if Derwin is not on the field. Let's talk about the good, though. Nasir Adderley, you know, he's been a young safety coming up. Number 24, been playing along opposite side of Derwin on the strong side. And Nasir has been, listen, he's improving every single year as a playmaker, as a ball hawk, and he's elevated to the main starting safety role. And he recorded multiple interceptions so far at training camp, pass breakups. 
And th this former Delaware star, he's been fast. He's been physical. So talk to me about this, Low. We have guys behind Derwin who obviously aren't at the same skill level and in you know contributors to Derwin James but talk about without having Derwin in the lineup how that can actually benefit some of these guys who are going to be playing alongside and behind Derwin so once Derwin's back we have these other guys like Adderley like a JT Woods who we just took out of Baylor they can elevate even more at an accelerated process no question without a doubt and that's why you have Nasir and you see what he's doing he's young man you know now he's playing alongside Derwin, but now you look at him, now he's stepping up more in a role, leadership role. And that's what you have, Borna. When you have guys, sometimes veteran guys get injured or certain things happen, you want your young guys to take, take advantage of that opportunity. And you see 24 Nasir, he's doing that. He's taking advantage. He's being a leader in the secondary. He's being more vocal. He's, he's having an opportunity to shine. But who did he give a lot of credit to? Derwin. He gives a lot of that to Derwin James because he saw and mimicked what he's been no able doubt. to do no and make that transition. So you like it. And you like these young guys now having uh, getting more reps that they wouldn't be getting. Have an opportunity to go out there and do the things they need to do. So you're making your team is getting better, especially in the second and the third string guys that wouldn't have seen the many reps as they would have. This is big. This is absolutely great for the Chargers because you know Derwin James, when he comes back, he's going to lay the wood. It's going to be game over when, 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 when Derwin James comes back again. We say it every time on the show, everybody. Again, thanks for tuning in. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, the Believe in Networks all around the block. Also now on Sirius XM Radio as we gear up for the 2022 NFL campaign. So just like the Chargers, we're heading on up as well. And we talk about this Charger team. Listen, here's the situation. They had a scrimmage the other day. It was exciting. The fans are showing out. It's year three of the number 10 experiment. It's not an experiment anymore, folks. It's certainty at this point. The question is how much he's going to get. But we talk about this. We talk about where there are holes in this roster. Quarterback, check. Running back, check. Majority of this defense, check. We're going to talk about the middle linebacker position because we saw some news today that Roquan Smith wants out of Chicago. We can talk about that because if there's one hole on the defense – could be that linebacker position. We'll get into that. But the other hole is right tackle. And we've talked about the importance of an offensive line and the importance of an offensive line when you have a star quarterback. I mean, take a look at the Chicago Bears right now. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to be a star, but they're already putting him in a position to fail, in my humble opinion, because they're not investing in pieces around him. Not only he doesn't have playmakers, he doesn't have an offensive line. The dude literally was getting rocked a second when he was dropping back last year. So the thing is, with Justin Herbert, we knew how special he was because he was succeeding with no offensive line his rookie year. I'll never forget that game in Tampa Bay. They lost 38-31. to 31, But he would get pressure in a, mid, a second and a half, and he'd somehow find a way to get it out. But now when you have this protection, it's different. Right tackle, though, is the one area where there are some concerns. The other four spots in their line are pretty locked in with Slater, Filer, Lindsley, and the rookie from BC, Zion Johnson. Right tackle, we have Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins. You know, I'm not going to lie, Storm Norton had a really, really tough season last year with the Chargers. Lots of pressures allowed, lots of sacks allowed, too many costly holding penalties as seen in that Dallas Cowboys Week 2 home opener. Versus Trey Pipkins, who was Telesco's third-round pick a few years back, who struggled mightily to start his NFL career, right, but had a really nice showing Thursday night against Kansas City. So overall, though, you know, what goes on to it in terms of this situation? It's going to be clear as day who separates from who. We saw that they were alternating series in the scrimmage. But how much of this decision is up to Justin Herbert? Does he have say in it? Do, do Telesco and Staley go to Herbert and say, you know, 
Justin, who do you feel more comfortable with when you drop back in the pocket? Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins? How much of that decision is up to the quarterback? Well, I think a lot of it's up to the quarterback. But, I, I, well, here's the deal. You, he can be friends with either one of these guys because he's just a good guy and he probably likes both of them. But when it's your ass on the line, let me tell you, he wants the best guy out there. He can have a relationship off the field and have a relationship in the locker room. But right now, he's looking at this as like, look, you know, you look at Storm and Norman, you look at Trey, and I think it's Trey's Trey, job to lose. Because if you look at Storm and Norman, you look at him last year, like you said, the pressures, the hurries, all the things that he did. This team, they had to slide protection. There was a lot of things that you can't do when you have a tackle that you need to have to always have help. Your offense is not complete unless you can for sure secure those tackle positions. So I, I think it's going to be interesting, but I think that I think you're going to see the rotation continue to see these two guys battle at, at it. But I think that, you know, the third year guy, you know, Trey, I think it's going to be his job to lose. I just think that they can't go back to storm Norman. Yeah, I, I, I agree, uh, especially with it being on the edge. And we know that the Chargers are going to see a lot of monster edge rushers, just not only in their division, but they play the NFC West. I mean, it's not just, you know, people on the Rams. It's Broncos. I mean, yes. they're going to see the best pass rushers yes. in the National Football League. So you need to make sure that your edges are completely tightened up because everything trickles from the edges, right? So it's going to be very important to see. And the last thing we want is Justin Herbert to feel anxious in the pocket and feel pressure because those quarterbacks, I don't care how good you are. The one thing we've noticed, what made Tom Brady so successful, I'm not setting aside his greatness. He is the greatest ever. But with all those Brady good teams, he could sit down, open up a lawn chair, read a book, and stand up and still have protection in the pocket. Mm. Tom Brady always was protected in the pocket. And the only times that you've seen, for the most part, Brady vulnerable in his career, like that divisional matchup against the Buccane uh, against the Rams when they lost, he had no time. No and time. Even the best, even the immortal, if they don't have time, they can't do what they need to do. And I think that's why, although talking about the offensive line isn't the sexiest thing, isn't the most fun thing and entertaining thing for viewers, it's quite frankly one of the most imperative things that we discuss. No, no question. And here's what you have to realize too, Born. And that's what, you know, when you look at Tommy, you know, you talk about Tommy, greatest of all time. What Tom likes to do, he likes to climb in the pocket, step up. So it's big. When you got a guy, even though when you look at the charge, you're saying, okay, what are they good at? You look at that left tackle, you know, solid. They're solid. You went out and got a Pro Bowl type of center from, you know, Green Bay. You have a good, solid interior. So when your interior is solid, quarterbacks can step up. Here's the thing with the saving thing for Herbert is because he's fast enough, if you have a side that's kind of – he can roll and get out of the way because of his speed. A not mobile quarterback, you don't necessarily – you can have – you want your tackles to be solid. You need your tackle. You need that offensive line. The guards in the center, you need them to set a line of scrimmage and don't let the pocket collapse. That's what Brady, you look at it like you're talking about in an NFC championship game when they, you know, semifinals when they played against the Rams. You see the guys, they had, they had put the best guy in the middle and they were getting Brady off his spot because Brady's a guy that likes to climb up in the pocket. That's what the Chargers have put. The Chargers have went out and said, let's solidify the guard, the two guards, in the center, and now our young quarterback can climb in the pocket because you can get a speed rusher, and even if the tackle's beat, if he can push him by, 
Now he's got to retrace. The, the, the outside backers got to retrace, and the mm -hmm. quarterback's already climbing in the pocket. So that can be a saving grace. So I'm more happy that this team has gotten so much better in the interior. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll never forget, too, and you talk about the weapon of Justin Herbert, not just his arm, but his legs. I mean, we talk about that Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night football game. He almost rushed for 100 yards and single-handedly was able to overcome the adversity of the weakened Chargers defense at the time and win the game, not with that stellar arm, but with his legs. And I think that's another benefit. I mean, Justin Herbert does everything. You yeah. just need to give the kid a second of time and this and it and it and this is it's going to be a team to be reckoned with. I mean, it 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 can be that special. So, recapping, you know, this 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 scrimmage that the Chargers had recently, folks. And again, thanks for chiming in, tuning in. It's so exciting to have some Chargers football coming up. Justin Herbert did what he always does at these scrimmages. We talk about Pipkins and Norton again. They alternated. They alternated series. Now on defense, let's give you a breakdown. Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, the two Chargers acquisitions this summer, because we all know the biggest issue with the Chargers defense last year was that they couldn't stop the run. And what caused that? Well, they just didn't quite frankly have the personnel nor the depth to do so. And what's the result of not stopping the run? You lose the time of possession battle, which means you lose the amount of time Justin Herbert can see the field. So you have Sebastian Joseph Day, you have Austin Johnson in the interior, who are two of the biggest guys to get on the market. And then on the outside, you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I mean, right there, right there, Lowe. Talk about that front four and just what the how the front four can set the tone for the rest of the defense before we even talk about the rest of the defense. Oh, with, without a doubt, when you're talking about a front four, and now you can win in the trenches. Because like you just alluded to, Justin Herbert last year, you know, he was having to go on the field and have to make magic right away because his defense, his, yeah, his defense was giving it up, like you alluded to. And when you lose on first and second down and now you're in third and two, guess what? Newsflash, now a team can run our pass. Joey Bosa wasn't at his best because of the fact that you had a situation where, okay, he's tired. He's got to come off the field. You couldn't use him when he's fresh for third downs because teams were in third and manageable. And now Gosh. you can't use his attributes. Him and Cleo Mack, they're great pass rushers. But when it's third and two, okay, I got a two-step, three-step drop. I can get the ball out of hand. The pass rush can't get there. That's what the Chargers were losing. Because they couldn't stop the run, teams were able to convert on third and didn't know, didn't utilize the pass rusher that you had in, in, in Joey Bosa, which is one of the league's best. So without a doubt, now you went out and said, we have to get some pluggers. We have to get some run stoppers. This sure. wasn't about these guys getting sacks. You know that, Borna. This is about those big boys up front, the eating up space, the hold their ground, and just say, okay, hold and let the linebackers do their jobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, 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 you hit it right on the head, and I think it's very important that we discuss how big of a tone the front four sets. I'm taking a look for the first time all year long, Lowe, the Chargers, moments ago, they released their 2022 depth chart um, of kind of where everything is looking out so far. So we obviously have the usuals, right? Herbert at one, everything of that. I think there's a few things that have stuck out to me. I didn't. I noticed on depth charts, they'll sometimes have an or between two yeah. players. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, was it like that back then, too, in, in your time when they have at right tackle? Everything is as expected. Right, Keenan Palmer, Mike Williams are going to be your three receivers. At left tackle, you have Slater. Left guard, you have Filer. Center, you have Lindsley. Right guard, you have Zion Johnson. At right tackle, it's first listed as Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins. Is, is that is that or thing something that is? Have you seen before? What what is that yeah. all about? Does that mean they don't know what they don't know yet? What's Absolutely. the deal with that? You hit it. You, you're exactly. You know this game. It just means or. It means that hey, look, 
that get that position's up for grabs. You don't want to, especially in training camp, you don't want either one of these guys to take their foot off the gas. You want to see these two guys compete because now you're, you know that your job is at stake and you're competing for a starting position at the national, in the national football league. So both of these two guys, they both are on alert. They both have been warned and they know that they have to play at a very, very high level. And that's what it is. And it's not that these guys, if one of them got cut or one of them released, or, guess what? They're going to play. These guys are veteran type of guys in this league. And you're always going to have a home, even as a backup. And right now, the Chargers know that they have two backups and they don't know if either one of these guys is a true starter. He's a backup. He can go out and, and what does a backup mean? It means he can go out and maintain and play a game here, a game there, here, there, and play at a very high level. But a backup can't do it with consistency. And that's the biggest thing that they're looking for. And for, for, our, for our viewers on YouTube, I have it pulled up, guys, so you guys can see it. For podcast listeners, we can break it down. But we have the full offense and defense. Um, and listen, that's not to say that there's been Super Bowl teams that have never been – you know, there's been Super Bowl teams that haven't had surefire at every single position. No. Like, that's not to say that's not possible. I mean, you take a look at probably outside of middle linebacker and right tackle – the Chargers are absolutely loaded at, at, at everywhere else. And not only that they're loaded, Charger fans, but they have depth. They have depth. Now they had Chris Rumpf, right, who's now their third-string guy on the edge, versus last year they were relying on this guy against the Houston Texans to, to stop Rex Burkhead, who ran for 200-plus and two tutties on the Chargers' face. But now you have depth, right? Now you have Kyle Van Noy, who's been with Belichick for almost a decade now, and he's a guy that they don't even need to rely on to do big things. Yet you have a big-time veteran who's played in Super Bowls, who's played in title games, and now can bring that veteran presence. And everything's going to be led by Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And God forbid one of those guys went down. But Chances say that one of those guys are going to get banged up and may miss a game or two or three throughout the year. So what Tom Telesco has done, what Brandon Saley has done, is that they've invested in insurance policies that are going to prepare for them when this happens. Because it's not if it happens in the National Football League, it's when it happens. Um, And, and, and Lo, talk a little bit more about depth on, on, on any good NFL team and why that's important, right? We talk about, obviously we're going to talk about JC Jackson and obviously we're going to talk about Asante Samuel Jr. But not a lot of people have been talking about how good of a training camp Bryce Callahan's been a slot guy. They get from Denver. Talk about the depth of your team. And if a JC goes down, why depth is so vital towards a team success? Oh, without a doubt, depth is everything because you know, and like you said, in the national football, you show me a team that that wins the Super Bowl or don't win the Super Bowl, it's probably lack of depth. I remember being with the Tennessee Titans, and, you know, that year we lost to the Rams. Nancy Thigpen didn't play, didn't have a starting receiver. And we and our receivers by then was only Kevin Dyson's, never a great receiver like you're saying. We had guys, but they were just guys, Kevin Mason. But we didn't have our true starting receiver at that time in Nancy Thigpen. And then you look at the safeties, didn't have Marcus Robinson, Blaine Bishop. When you don't have the depth, and you have this type of injuries, even backups start to start to show that they're backups. But I think the Chargers said, look, we know that Nick with that Joey or, or you know or Cleo might get dinged up, like you said, for a week or two. You gotta have guys that's gonna step up. And for that game, that week, those two weeks that you know, that they still it's not a huge drop-off. And that's what Tom Colesco and this coaching staff, they went out and did. And I think that's a great job by the Chargers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and again, I, I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but I will never forget when the Chargers literally just had to beat the Houston Texans to basically seal their playoff fate and they can't go to Houston. You know, they, they can't go to Houston and beat them. And obviously COVID played a major role there. 
but the, 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 the Texans were, if not one of the, the worst team in the national football right. league. And they were starting a rookie Davis Mills, who I actually don't think is going to be that bad, but they were also out with a ton of guys due to COVID and they let Rex Burkhead run through Bro. their throats yes. and they allowed 40 plus points. And, 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 and you know what? After seeing that performance, the Chargers didn't deserve to be a postseason team. And a lot of people are going to be talking about the brutal loss against Vegas in Week 17, Week 18, whatever you want to call it. But Chargers fans, it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. You shouldn't have been in a win-or-die-in situation in Vegas because this team was so much better. They were they were playing Kansas City for the division lead in November. Agreed. At the end of November. They were 8-5, and five, I believe. The Chiefs were 9-4. and four. The Chargers had the Chiefs on the ropes at yep. home, and they couldn't get it done. And, and now we're talking about fighting for our playoff lives. So remember how fast it crashed and burned? And I love how the regime, Tom Telesco, Brand Salian Company, A, are having insurance policy. Now, what that means, though, is, B, there ain't no more excuses. There's Come no on. more excuses. Absolutely. Because last year, you could argue that the personnel wasn't there. Right, And when you talk about Gus Bradley's schematics before Brandon Staley came, Gus Bradley ran a completely different defense than Brandon Staley does. So you can understand that it was going to take a little bit of roster turnover to get Staley's guys. But Brandon Staley, who is from the Vic Vangio coaching tree, has gotten everybody he's wanted. Everybody he's used in Denver. Everybody he's used in in Chicago. He's gotten Khalil Mack, who was one of the engines of his defense in Chicago. He's gotten Bryce Callahan, who was a big part of his defense in Denver. I mean, he's gotten everybody now. There's no more excuses. No, excuses. no more excuses. And I don't want to hear, and I'm going to get a little bit passionate right no, now. I don't want to hear people saying, I don't want to hear people saying he's in his 30s. It's his second year. No, 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 no. You got a top five quarterback in the national football. You got a top five receiving core. You got a top seven offensive line. You got a top five front four. You got a top five secondary. Your special teams is looking better. Your only weakness is that linebacker. No more excuses. <laughs> done, done, done. I'm done, Lo. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you for president, born up for president. You are bringing – brother, let me pass the often play it around, and you can get an amen because I'm telling you, you were spot on. They're, they they can't be they, – they have to be done with the excuses. I can't and think I'm a, of any. I can't no, think of any. No, this team is built for success right now. I, I'm telling you right now, and that's why you look at, you know, you look at Derwin James holding out because he knows probably next year – that quarterback's going to get paid after next season. He's going to get paid. His deal is going to be worked out next season in his fourth year. So Derwin understands the importance of that's why he's trying to get his money. This team is poised to make a run. This this is a year, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't just getting the playoffs. You got to no. make some noise. You got to make some noise. And I'm telling you, I'm telling the two teams right now, if you told me what do I think is going to be the AFC Championship football game right now, it's Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. No doubt about it. I I, I, I I couldn't agree more because th- there's a few things involved here. Everything starts, and, and you mentioned it with Merriman um, on, on the show. Before you talk about Super Bowl, before you talk about playoffs, everything begins with winning your division. That's yep. the, always the first goal. That's the first milestone. And, you know, although the AFC West is good, it's amazing, the class of the West, Kansas City, has completely lost a lot of a lot of star power. Yeah, and, and and honestly, I don't know whose division it is to lose, but there's a really good argument that it's the Chargers' division to lose this year. And I know the Raiders are good. I know the Broncos are good, but from a pure top to bottom approach, it could be the Chargers' division to lose. I want to wrap it up with one other thing. We second year receiver from Tennessee, Josh Palmer, 
Not a lot of people knew the kid. Not a lot of people knew who Josh Palmer was when they took him in the third round from Tennessee. NF, the NFL actually low on August 2nd tabbed Josh Palmer as the NFL's number one under-the-radar breakout player of the wow. year coming up in 2022, which is very, very big, big, and high regard. So we talk about Josh Palmer. Here's the situation. I think it's very important that the Chargers establish the third wide spot. You know, Throughout the years, they've had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. But there's always been that kind of question, like who is going to be that third receiver on the Chargers? And people may be like, it's fine. They have a great receiving pack. Y'all, having a third receiver is imperative. I mean, you talk about T. Higgins and you talk about Jamar Chase, but don't forget what Tyler Boyd be became for the Bengals too, providing that vertical threat. And you know what that makes it? It makes it so defenses can't double up on Jamar Chase. They can't bring as much safety help because if Tyler Boyd is your three and he has a vertical threat too, it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's mano y mano. So we talk about Josh Palmer, who a lot of people emulate his game to Keenan Allen. And what all we've been hearing is that he's having a superb camp. He continues to shine. He continues to create separation. He's catching everything thrown in his direction. Talk about in general and then get more specifically into Jay Palm, why it's important to have a third receiver who can hold down your own and what that opens up for the entirety of the Chargers offense. Well, one thing that you know for sure, you know, Borna, is when you have guys that have hands like you're talking about, like the Keenan and now Josh Palmer catching everything, you make your quarterback feel invincible. If he can put the ball in their area and he, they know he knows that those guys are going to make that catch for him, you give him confidence in which he already has. The guy's already a gunslinger. He's already fire. He's already a fire starter. We know that. But I'm telling you, when you have guys now, you know, Josh stepping up, you, you, you know, you know Palmer and, and being able to catch the ball, being able to lean on guys and big body and big body and go up and grab it, every range that he has, I'm telling you, that does so much for your offense, but it does so much for your quarterback who's already top five quarterbacks in the league. So this Chargers team, I'm telling you, they got big receivers. They got fast receivers. They got speedy receivers. You went out and you, like you said, you have the recipe. You have, you got the weapons to solve the Rubik's Cube. Now it's about execution and staying healthy. And, and, and you know what I love? They asked Josh Palmer. Uh, they asked him today, actually. They said, they asked him, do you have any goals for 2022? And his quote response was, quote, the only goal right now is just to make the team. I love it. He's obviously going to make the team. He's clearly going to be a big part of this offense. But that shows you his head's in a good area. Yeah. That shows you that he he doesn't think he's deserved anything or deserved to be at any level in the NFL. And those are the kind of people that win veterans over. Those are the kind of people that win locker rooms over. And those are the kind of people that contributes to a team's success. It's not always the star players who have that mindset. And remember, guys, Josh Palmer emerged onto the scene last year after Keenan Allen missed the Chargers week 15, went over the New York football Giants. You know, Palmer filled Allen's role and some in the offense for that game. He broke out seven targets, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown catch looked like a mirror image of Keenan Allen. They've often been comped to one another. He's often been compared to the next Keenan Allen. And obviously, he wants to be the next Josh Palmer. But ever since these Chargers drafted Palmer, it's his size. It's his route running ability. It's his strong hands, particularly in traffic operating effectively in the slot that has been a big big thing that's raised the eyes of telesco brandon staley and listen it's amazing that they have this young guy coming up the ranks working with justin herbert and it's going to be you know chargers fans Lo and i are going to have you covered now weekly discussing this team we're going to have more in-depth coverage and and and, and and I think, you know, I don't know if the Chargers have come up with their slogan for the year, but my, mine is it's it's now or never. That's kind of mine.
It's winner go home. Winner bust. Because like you just said, when you're talking about Josh Palmer, young receiver, let me tell you, not only is he young and coming up, but he's coming up with a team that's ready to win now. He's coming up with a team that's poised to go to the Super Bowl. That's what makes this even that much better because you got a guy that can contribute when you already have a plethora of weapons. This team, like you said, the the, the you know whatever the, the the call should be, it's a call to this team to go out and execute and do the things that they need to do. Before we go, you got to tell me this: when you look at Derwin James, go back in history, go back a little bit, tell me who's he reminding you? What safety, big physical, that you would have to say that Derwin James? I got one, but I got one, but you you, you don't have to be wrong, but I got one too my mine and i'm probably off here mine's brian dawkins uh okay. with, with, with derwin james maybe, maybe i'm wrong i don't know were you thinking ronnie lot no, no I, I like i like brian and what is what is derwin derwin six three six two yeah he's six six three he plays all levels he plays like a linebacker he's big i was thinking sean taylor yeah that's a really good call. The late, the, that's a really good call. The late, the late great Sean Taylor. The great, great John. And that, yeah. But Sean T could hit. He could cover. He could run. Him and Derwin, it's like they hit you and they stop you. And I will never forget that clip of in 2007 when Sean Taylor absolutely leveled that. Uh, you you were you were in that Pro Bowl, weren't yes, you? Yes, the Pro Bowl when he hit the punter. <laughs> you were there. You were the you were on the Pro Bowl that year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you saw that. What what was the reaction? Like that was insane. That's Sean Taylor. That's Sean T. Sean T was a Low, dude. that would not fly today. No, 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 no. Oh my god. No way. No way. The game. We you know what? We're gonna do another show. We we can talk about stuff that won't fly. These high school <laughs> kids worth eight, nine, twenty million dollars at a height, haven't even played 16 years old. You're ruining sports. You're absolutely destroying. Okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Honestly, that that I'd love to have that conversation with you down the line. I'm sure our viewers and listeners would too as well. Um, but yeah, that would not fly today. Well, last thing I want to know: what was the reaction like on the sidelines when that happened? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just like and just like man, because he should just went out of bounds. You know, it's, it, it's certain guys. I even hit John Lynch one time in Pro Bowl, and he said, "Lo, what are you doing?" Because you just you you you. At certain positions, you're just physical, you know. And, and Sean Taylor was one of those guys who was just physical. Guys just like laugh, like man, glad it wasn't me. And yeah, it was. I I, I, I I can imagine you hitting John Lynch and him getting pissed off. I, it just makes me laugh. Oh yeah, me and John used to always get pissed at each other. We love each other. Well, guys, uh, it, it'll be story time another day. Listen, Chargers fans, it's now or never. It's win or bust at this point. And listen, that those are the kind of expectations we want. We don't want the expectations going into 2022, 2023 saying, hey, if this team won 10 games and made the postseason, I'd be happy. And if they didn't, off to next season. None of that anymore. You know, if you're a franchise starving for your first ever championship, it actually doesn't start with the team. It starts with the fans. And it starts with everybody, you guys listening, to demand more, to raise your expectations, to require a certain level of excellence at only championship teams. And a lot of that is given by the fans. So Chargers fans, listen, it's now or never. Let's get it done. And it already started the process of that Lombardi trophy. It started 12 days ago at training camp. Brandon said he was preparing these guys with a mindset, a preparation, a game plan to get to that mountaintop. And listen, everybody's trying to crawl Mount Everest, but there's only going to be one guy who reaches that mountaintop. Low, sign him hey, off here, man. Man, this has been great. I miss you, brother. Let's do it again next week, fans. Keep the love. Keep the love. Keep the faith. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.